0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Tracker Bros podcast. The Tracker Bros is my buddy Marcus and myself, Daniel. We are both serious fitness and tech enthusiasts, product testers, and wearable geeks. The goal of this podcast is to give you guys more insight into the use case scenarios for different wearables and apps to enhance your health and athletic performance. We want to give you a better understanding on what exists on the market and what your personal benefit could be. On this podcast, we will talk to amazing app designers, vendors, CEOs, and other people working in the wearable and app market, but also to ambitious athletes using tech to enhance their performance or just regular people trying to live a healthy lifestyle. We hope you will be inspired by our podcast and get some new ideas on how to improve your life and performance. With that in mind, enjoy listening and always continue to perform better with data. All right. Hi, guys. On today's episode, we are excited to have Dr. Ali Tzigari here, founder and lead engineer of Watson Blue, an amazing app to monitor load, recovery, and subjective data. This is to give coaches and athletes better and more actionable data to work with welcome ali really great to have you on our podcast
1: thanks guys uh great to be here i know we've messaged a lot in the past so it's really great to finally find the time to chat in person
2: yes hi ali then we start here um, ali can you please tell us a bit about yourself about what you do, what your background is and how you got into sports science.
1: Sure. Um, So I'm a mathematician by training. Um, So I did my undergrad um, in University of Cambridge in math. Um, And after that, I became more interested in kind of software engineering and coding. And so I went to do a master's in scientific computing at Oxford. Um, Then I worked for a few years as a mathematician in finance and then after that I um, decided to go back to school to do a PhD in computer science. In Oxford I met uh, kind of my co-founder, I got into rowing a lot and that's how I really got into Watson Blue, that's where Watson Blue started.
2: Okay, great background um and what was your uh, true motivation to come up with the uh, app watson blue
1: um i said during my phd in oxford uh, i really got into rowing to try and um, try and row in the oxford cambridge boat race and that's when i really got to experience overtraining first hand so <laughs> this is how i really became interested in science of recovery and endurance training um, In my final year in Oxford, we basically got um, lucky that there was a competition uh, to receive funding from the university um, to develop an app um, for student wellbeing. And so we managed to win this competition to build a mobile app to help athletes manage their recovery alongside their training.
2: Ah, okay, interesting. Um, What would you say is the main benefit uh, that Watson Blue provides?
1: I think the best way to describe Watson Blue is that it's a training app, uh, primarily for endurance athletes with a huge focus on recovery. So I feel like we're in a world where it feels like we have to go faster, we have to go for longer, we have to keep breaking personal records. And we kind of go about it the other way. So we try and give you advice for long-term improvements to make sure you go well on your kind of race day and when it matters rather than every day.
2: Ah, okay, gotcha.
0: Okay. So Ali um as a consequence, so what types of users would benefit from Watson Blue? Is there like a typical type of user? Because you mentioned uh, cardio sports, rowing. This sounds like really hard style type of users.
1: Yeah, um so I would say that we've really developed Watson Blue alongside some really high quality rowers in Oxford. So these are athletes kind of rowed in a national team or they go on to row in the national teams um, and really combine full-time education in one of the top universities in the world alongside rowing in one of the toughest rowing competitions Uh, so they really know what it takes to kind of manage this stress and recovery so I would say our target audience is really individuals for kind of combining full-time education or work with athletic training Uh, I actually had a look at this earlier today and the average Watson Blue athlete trains just over eight and a half hours a week uh, while also holding down a full-time job or study. Um, But, you know, depending on how much training you do, you know, um, even if you're training only three, four hours a week but have a stressful job or family and kids, then you would still massively benefit from that kind of
0: feedback that Watson Blue gives you. Okay, so if we think about the non-athlete users like for example a couch potato. Would <laughs> somebody like this or a health-oriented person benefit from Watson Blue as well?
1: Uh, for sure. I think we kind of break down the feedback that we give the app the individuals as kind of a well-being and stress management and then training feedback. So we have actually a fair few users that use the app and actually don't think any training with, with, with us, with, with Watson Blue. So they just only use kind of the sleep and the HRV and the tracking side of things. Uh, but really the app has been developed um, with these endurance athletes in mind and with a lot of scientific literature that was based on these athletes. So I think, you know, after, as, a, as a non-athlete, you'll get a lot of benefit about learning about yourself. Um, you might you know, kind of not find some of the feedback
0: as useful, I guess. Okay, so when you started with your app, how was the initial response to it uh, in your rowing team? And how did you use it yourself?
1: Um, so I think, as always, with these things, with these new something new coming to the team, there's always a period of buy-in where some people really love it and they start using it um and some people kind of struggle um and just are not a fan so you know the first year we've been going for this is the third year where we're working with the oxford university rowing teams and you know the compliance has gone up from you know 30 to 40 percent in the first year to about 70 percent last year and we have even more higher compliance this year so it's kind of slowly started growing on users and more and more athletes are making it part of their daily lives because they're seeing the benefit from using it uh, on a daily basis which is fantastic to see um personally myself um it has completely transferred my life it's kind of what i've learned uh in the past two years of developing Watson Blue and what i've kind of implemented alongside my co-founder into Watson Blue it's just completely changed my training and my well-being and you know, in a, in a case that kind of I'm the fittest I've ever been, while kind of holding down there, you know, working fifty, sixty hours a week. So, um, yeah, it's 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 had a massive benefit to me and a lot of the athletes in Oxford for sure.
0: Sounds good. So, we were talking about load um, and recovery management. Now, if we look at the current market of fitness trackers, do you see a lack? Of functionality and what Watson Blue brings as benefit, for example, do all the garments and polaris and apple watches and aura rings lack the functionality that you provide with Watson Blue, and and where's the gap?
1: So, um, actually, thought I think I think the best functionality of most of these trackers. Um, are kind of designed for someone who's not very active. Um, but, you know, they're trying to have a have a look at their kind of well-being and kind of make sure, you know, basically start tracking something. But as soon as you start training more seriously and kind of looking for a training response and kind of positive adaptation, these products are not really looking at the at your metrics in the right way. And what I mean by that is that there's been a lot of studies, there are a lot of studies on kind of endurance athletes or team athletes, where you look at, you know, how athletes improve, what's the best way of getting the best out of athletes, um, and that's what where Watson Blue comes in. Um, so apps like Watson Blue really try and bring these findings from the scientific literatures uh, to the more serious amateur athletes. Um, and these findings are really things that are lacking from the basic trackers. Um, so in particular, in terms of thinking about Watson Blue, I would say it helps you understand how you should manage your training with everything that else that goes on in your life. So you've got the stressors that happen and really it's there to make sure you're not overdoing things. Um, you know, For example, a lot of us, this happens to me or used to happen to me a lot. You know, if I miss a training session because I have to stay late at work, I feel really bad and then the next training session I feel like I have to go twice as hard. Uh, And that's really not a good idea if you want to make long-term improvements. And secondly, the other part of it is that for a lot of us, the only really thing we need to do to improve is to just be consistent. You know, it's really easy to miss training sessions and so on due to work, due to other things. And again, Watson Blue kind of should hopefully reveal those uh, nuances to you that like, In the past six months, has your training gone? Have you loaded your body enough to make sure you get a training response and so on? And these are things that you might miss out on if you're not tracking yourself using an app like Watson Blue.
2: Okay. All right. Um, Talking about fitness trackers, um, what fitness tracker are you using or what trackers are you using um, to feed your app?
1: Um, I actually don't use that many so uh, I've got um, I obviously got a heart rate monitor um, like a chest strap heart rate monitor and power meters for my bike which kind of connects to my Garmin head unit so that's what I use for uh, for cycling but I don't use the Garmin app for anything apart from it just syncs to Strava and then syncs to walks on Um and day to day, I simply use the um, the HRV recording um, in the app using the camera on the, on my phone to track my to track my HRV and my kind of subjective well being in sleep. Uh, I also have been lucky enough to get a chance to play with an aura ring, which has also been fun. So I've found that kind of fun and useful to play with as well. Yeah, yeah. Um...
2: Uh, just out of curiosity, uh, which which head unit are you using from Garmin?
1: I've got a 520, which is I think is a few years old now, um, oh. but I find it quite small enough that it just fits in front of my uh, my kind of phone. Uh, sorry, in front of my bike, and it kind of doesn't distract me too much from, from actually enjoying the scenery when I'm out and about.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, as far as I know, they they do very stable head units.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think Wahoo uh, have come up with some really good products as well. But, you know, my Garmin has been going strong. I think I've had it for almost four years now and it's been going really strong. So I can't really complain too much, I have to say.
2: Yeah. All right. What integration into other devices or services does Watson Blue support? Where does it get its data from? In particular, training data and HRV. Uh, you talked about the Aura Ring.
1: Uh, Yeah, so first thing is that since Watson Blue was initially built for student athletes, it was designed to have a very low barrier for entry. Uh, So really to get the most basic features of Watson Blue working, um, i.e. using HRV, which we do using the camera on your phone, you basically just need an iPhone or an Android phone, and you can use the app. Uh, So we record your HRV using the camera on your phone. and you track your other metrics like sleep um, and your well-being right within the app. For training, we integrate with Strava, which I think I mentioned. Uh, and there you can train your recording from many devices like Garmin's and Polar's and so on. Okay. Um, um, I us talk about Aura. Um, and we also, in the past kind of six months or so, we've also integrated with the Aura Ring. Uh, which is a fantastic tracker for tracking your sleep uh, and HRV. Uh, And finally, we also pull in data from Apple Health, uh, such as kind of your activity, sleep, heart rate, and HRV again from there. Um, So we integrated a few few products, um, but the main one for our training is is Strava, where we get the data from.
2: Okay. Um, Are there other apps or devices you are looking into the integration right now?
1: Um, th- there's, we, got, we got some um, kind of, we've had a lot of requests to integrating with a chest strap for recording HRV. So we're looking into that and there's a lot of requests kind of syncing directly with uh, Garmin um, and Polar directly. But the one that's coming very soon is going to be um, recording your HRV and getting your HRV feedback from Apple Health, uh, because obviously in the latest release of Apple, they kind of improved their API a little bit uh, to allow us to get direct access uh, to the HRV data, which is going to make our life a lot easier. So,
2: okay, um, you you mentioned the integration with the Aura Ring before, um, which is a device getting a lot of attention right now. Um, can you please explain a bit uh, what the integration looks like? What data the ring? Um, you make use of in Watson Blue?
1: So um, from our experience, we found that, yeah, that the ring seems to be a fantastic tool in kind of recording your overnight HRV um, and sleep cycle. So what the the ring gives us, once you've kind of synced up or linked up your aura ring with Watson Blue, um, the ring provides us with uh, kind of your, snapshots of your HRV in five minute windows overnight. Um, And so from this data, we can calculate the morning HRV, which is taken from kind of the last couple of hours you were asleep, hours of your sleep. Um, And after doing some cleaning of that data, we kind of use that data alongside your sleep score from from Aura, kind of give you a, readiness score which is from our experience is uh pretty consistent with kind of um the readiness score that we calculate using the morning hrv um yeah in the app um so yeah for people who love kind of a little bit of passive monitoring of their sleep and hrv the aura seems to be a fantastic tool to allow you to do that and get some really good quality data
2: gotcha
0: all right. Um, now, let's talk a bit about metrics. Um, a big part of what's in Blue is about monitoring training load and its impact on recovery. So when we talk about load, uh, can you please sum up in simple words to our listeners what this is? What is load? How is load collected?
1: Uh, sure. So I would say training load... Um, I guess there's a measure of the impact or uh, the stress that a particular session has had on your body. Um, The calculation we use for training load um, is mostly taken from kind of world of endurance sports. And they have many names that you might have heard of uh, or you might see in other apps. They may be called TSS or training stress score or uh, training impulse. Although we also support training load using RPE, which is kind of rate of perceived exertion. And it's used a lot in a lot of team sports and studies in team sports. Um, Training load itself, um, I guess is not necessarily, it doesn't necessarily tell you how how you might recover from a particular session, Um, but it's extremely useful in measuring the load you're putting your body through. Um, So we use this training load to calculate long-term metrics such as CTL, which is kind of your chronic training load. So that's kind of your long-term training. And ATL, which is acute training load, which is kind of your short-term training. And these metrics are kind of super useful in helping you manage your training load to make sure you're kind of loading your body enough, but not too much, kind of to create a positive adaptation while not kind of risking um, overtraining or injuries.
0: Now, if we talk about cycling and running. Do you support power and distance metrics for running and cycling, which advanced athletes usually use? Uh,
1: absolutely, um, absolutely. Uh, as a bare minimum, as I mentioned, uh, we use RPE, or if you wear a heart rate monitor uh, while you train, we use that to calculate your training load. But for athletes to have access to power, so if you've got a parameter on the bike or GPS data on the watch when they run, we also calculate training load using this data, which can be a lot more accurate because obviously um, heart rate will have a delay in response to an increased effort, whereas a power meter can capture all the little surges that you might have um, that the heart rate might not quite capture. And this is one of the features that, you know, I kind of really enjoy uh, in Watson Blue is, is the fact that you kind of get to see your training load from RP, from heart rate, from pace or power, all in one place. So you can kind of, over time, you can start seeing, you know, if the external load from, say, your uh, power meter, how that, how that compares to your internal load that might come from your heart rate.
0: Okay, and so how does the heart rate data find its way into Watson Blue. So when you are a user and you run with your, let's say Garmin or Polar or whatever, how does the data get into Watson Blue? So
1: uh, there are two options right now. Um, One is that um, if you sync your Garmin product, Garmin watch or Garmin account, um, I'm gonna say this again, I think, guys, if that's okay. Um, So there there are two ways of doing this. If you sync up your, one is through Strava. So if you sync up your Garmin account to Strava, and then you connect your Strava account to Watson Blue, then Strava provides all this heart rate data to Watson Blue, which we use to calculate your training load, the same way for power and pace. Also, if you're an Apple Health user, then we can also get your uh, training data and heart rate through Apple Health, which we can again use to give you your training load and so on.
0: Okay, so just uh, for the less experienced users, that means that Strava is not a must. So if you are on, let's say, Apple and you have some app that will record to Apple Health, it can integrate with Watson Blue. Is this correct?
1: Totally, 100%. So as long as your data and the second-by-second data gets written to Apple Health, we can pull in the data from there and show you the training load um, via Apple Health for sure.
0: That's great because that's a generic approach that will work for many, many apps that record data.
2: Definitely, definitely. Okay. Um, So the majority of tracker users are still cardio athletes. Um, for these people, heart rate or watts is a good metric. Um, what would people do who just lift or uh, do, let's say, crossfit like me? Um, as far as I know, for lifting, heart rate is not such a good metric to catch load. Uh,
1: it's, a, it's a completely valid point and it's a completely valid um, statement. Um, I agree with you. Heart rate definitely doesn't capture the whole load that your body goes through when you lift. Um from our side, I mean, you must you might have a better input into this as well. But from our side, we have some sprinters and team athletes who use the app, uh, and they use the RP uh, or kind of rate of perceived exertion, so basically how hard they found the session as a measure of training load. So they usually fix their use a fixed training time uh, or time length for their sessions, say like one hour or forty minutes, and then depending on how hard a session was, they might adjust the RP. And from our experience okay. what well, we found that seems to work quite well for those
2: athletes um, okay um, uh, short question in between uh, you say you use RPE um, does the RPE um, sum up or multiply in any way with the heart rate load you generate or is this a, a total different metric
1: it's completely um, kind of the actual RPE number doesn't integrate with the heart rate metric um, but it, it should be very comparable. So for a lot of experienced athletes who've been training for a few years, what we find is that the training load that we can calculate according to the RP of a session is actually very similar to the training load according to their heart rate or power. Um, yeah, so, and we show that if you, have, if you have sessions where you have heart rate data, endurance sessions, for example, then you can actually see in the app itself directly the training load that's been calculated using your RP and training load that's been calculated using your heart rate. And you can compare those two.
0: Okay. All right. So if we look, for example, at me, I'm, I'm Daniel, by the way, um, and I play beach volleyball, which is mostly cardio like type of sports um, and in parallel, I also lift now if I train beach volleyball I would then use heart rate and if I lift then I would switch my intensity rating metric to RPE is this correct
1: yeah so that's one of the features that I kind of when I when we were building the app I really wanted because I was doing my training in different ways I was doing different kind of training and I really want us to associate a training load to each activity, be it from RPE, heart rate, power, or pace. So your kind of your long-term fitness metrics that I mentioned earlier, so this is your CTL and ATL, will be used and will be calculated using all of these metrics. Uh, So you can basically compare a one-hour football match or a volleyball uh, match, to your one hour you spent in the gym. Of course, the the kind of the depending on your past experience, the load will impact you differently and you will recover differently from those. Uh, so it's not, you know, it's not correct to say a 50 training load from a football match is the same as a 50 training load from a rowing uh, in the gym, but it's a good start for you to actually be able to track those and compare them with each other for sure.
0: Okay, that's great to have different types of metric that you can basically combine to come up with a long-term uh, or short-term load. Exactly. Now, let's talk about the very wide term and overused term recovery, which can mean different things in different contexts. Mm-hmm. Being, let's call it, semi-professional product testers, Marcus and I have seen many different ways of how devices or apps handle recovery. Many just take today's HRV and conclude a readiness for the day from it. Actually, it was right at the beginning when HRV came up. Most of the apps and devices did it that way. You got a daily HRV value, and people concluded a readiness for it. For example, I get high HRV in the morning, which would mean, great, you can go with high intensity today, but science has found out that this is not necessarily true, and we have quite a few exceptions from that. So what is your opinion on this? What is your opinion on uh, taking today's HRV and concluding a readiness score for that, as still some apps do it? Is Watson Blue different in this regard?
1: Great, great question, Daniel. Um so Watson Blue is different to, to, to a few apps uh, in that regard. Um and Marcus and I have had several arguments about this over the past <laughs> yes, few yes. months. <laughs> we talked um, a lot, we talked a lot. <laughs> um so for an individual i would say there can be kind of large variability in your hrv day-to-day and these acute changes in your hrv kind of are driven by many stressors in your life um we don't believe you should adjust your life or training according to these day-to-day movements i mean don't get me wrong you know it's kind of i don't know if you sleep like if you slept only five hours last night after being out drinking and your HRV is low, then you can see that in Watson Blue, that Watson will tell you that your HRV is low today, but you, and that you shouldn't train hard today, but you kind of know that already. You kind of know that, I I don't need to tell you that. Uh, So what we do instead is that we look at kind of a rolling baseline value for your HRV, sleep and wellbeing, uh, which has kind of been looked at in a lot of studies of athletes over, over the last few years. So our aim is to give you kind of a long-term view of your well-being. So using studies that have looked at these long-term averages rather than the day-to-day changes. Uh, So if you have an off day, your score won't be necessarily very low, but then if you have several off days, and by off I mean your HRV is outside your normal range or that might be too high, might be too low, uh, then kind of your Watson Blue readiness score would reflect that. You know, I really think um, from kind of our, our own studies uh, and our own data, we really think that this is kind of the right balance between kind of this immediate intervention um, and this feedback loop um, that kind of allow you to adjust your lifestyle and kind of your training and kind of this long-term progress and improvement. To
2: yeah. so really yeah, the um,
1: score, sorry, go on Marcus.
2: Uh... Yeah, that that was was something uh, we talked about. Uh, I think over the course of the year, <laughs> mm-hmm. I had I, I had several hangovers, <laughs> and um, to be honest, I don't need data on a daily basis to say, "Okay, you are shit." <laughs> that's uh, I've I've after a night out of drinking, I feel like shit. I won't go to the gym. <laughs> um, that's that's nothing. Uh, app should. Uh, tell me so i think Mm. the the long-term um look at the data is is the right way to go there
1: yeah so so the score yeah exactly the scores is not designed to tell you if you're going to perform well today or not uh but it's more about telling you what you should prioritize kind of make long-term improvements i hope that kind of makes sense
2: so the the what what exactly um does the score show you? I wake up in the morning, I think my aura ring or take a, a morning um readiness reading uh,
0: mm-hmm.
2: with my camera and mm-hmm. I got let's say a score of like uh, let's let's have a look at my app. I think I'm at 45 today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um what is the takeaway for, for me then?
0: From this that, score today, it means, Marcus. It means that if you continue your lifestyle like this, you, your maximum age you will have is forty years. <laughs> uh, to, to, to be honest, I, I don't want to get older.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, that's a that's a great shout. But for people who don't know, kind of Watson Blue gives a gives a score between kind of zero and a hundred, I guess. Uh, and I think Daniel sums it up really well it's like if you keep doing this you're only going to live up to 45 uh, if you get it <laughs> but basically I think um, the way we look at it is that if your score is above 70 or so and you know the, the thing that goes into this score as you said is kind of your HRV, your sleep, your resting heart rate, um, your subjective well-being um, so if your score is above 70 then it's kind of you know all, all is well kind of proceed proceed as you wish proceed as you like don't worry about things too much uh mm-hmm. in the in the amber range which is between 30 and um 70 then it's kind of it's a little bit of you are pushing your body there's nothing to worry about but just be aware of it you know just be aware that um your body's under more stress than it has been in the past let's put it that way and then once you drop below 30 we're just saying there's something there's there's, there's something going on um, again you know you might your score might go in the red after you know at the end of a three week training block you know when you've really been pushing yourself and that's yeah. kind of expected so you know a, a red score is not necessarily something to be worried about but it just suggests that you need to prioritize things you need to prioritize your nutrition you need to prioritize your recovery your sleep to make sure um, you kind of you gain the most benefit from this stress that you seem to put your body through, um, and kind of maximize your recovery.
2: Um, okay, you you talked uh, about the the history. Um, what what time frame um, do you look at the baseline? Um, what what is the baseline um, Watson Blue uses? And also, you talked about um, the. I I would say the the tips that the, the app gives, gives you, um, does it look also at your recent load?
1: Um, yes, yeah, so, so we look at, so we consider your last four week average, the last 28 day average as your normal values. Okay. Um, so that's your normal values. And then the baseline, which is kind of your more recent data is the last four days and that gets the highest weighting if you like in the in the calculation of the readiness score um we take into account a little bit of your training load over the past couple of days and the reason we do that is that you know it's kind of um if you've had a big training session um so imagine um you had 3 or 4 hours on the bike yesterday then you kind of need to be aware of that. they need to prioritize to make sure you're kind of refueling still and making sure kind of you're doing the right things and make sure you're sleeping um, and so we add a little bit of scoring to to yesterday's training load, but it's very, very small. So the main drivers by far are kind of your h R v over the past uh, four days, uh your sleep
0: uh, and your kind of resting heart rate. Understood, okay. Okay, let's continue with an equation. Um, so far, we have talked about objective metrics um, obtained from just measuring them, such as heart rate during an activity, such as you know running, playing volleyball, or riding your bike, uh, and you get, let's say, some watts. Now, your app. In addition to those objective metrics, has tremendous support for subjective metrics. So, what are subjective metrics, and why do we need them? Why do you have them in the app?
1: Um, so, your subjective metrics—the way we—the um, way we look at them—are kind of your self-reported well-being. So, these are self-reported mood, um, kind of muscle soreness, and so on and so forth um and why do we look at these well there's been a fair bit of fantastic research done on subjective well-being of athletes and a lot of research has shown that with the right questions you can really capture early signs of kind of fatigue and non-functional overreaching in athletes um and there's research that suggests that subjective metrics can highlight at-risk athletes even quicker than objective metrics such as HRV. Um, in our own data, we have um, some good good results where we've seen some cases where the subjective well-being of an athlete has flagged them up a day or two before their HRV and kind of blood biomarkers um, have pointed to signs of fatigue uh, and this really been promising for us and of course they add a little bit of context to the hrv metrics as well so you know when we look at an hrv number we can say okay it's high or low you know how is this athlete sleeping so for the coaches who look at the data from watson blue they can kind of uh manage that context very well according to that um that's kind, of, that's kind of the main reason I guess we look at it. And also we kind of found a lot of value in metrics such as sleep quality, uh, which we found as a, and these are self-reported sleep quality. And we found this can have a really positive impact on kind of figuring out which athletes are going to respond to training and which athletes might not. Uh, so we really do believe that there is a lot of value in monitoring these subjective metrics, um, even though some people might find them mature uh, because they're, a bit, they're not passive. You, know? you have to actually sit down and think about them,
0: which is a bit different, but we do
1: think there is value in them.
0: Okay, so your daily score would then be computed from both the objective values, such as HRV and stuff, and the subjective metrics?
1: Correct. Correct, uh, but again, the HRV, as I said earlier, the HRV is is one of the main drivers of the of the well-being score of the readiness score. Uh, but we do have some adjustments according to the last uh, few days of your um, of your kind of subjective scores that adjust the readiness score
0: accordingly. Okay, that's great. So on top of the metrics we already talked about, what advanced, let's call it advanced performance metrics does Watson Blue measure or compute, um, where you as a user can check progress on something?
1: (laughs) Um, So a couple of things that basically, as you think of your training to, to Watson Blue, we do a lot of analysis on your activities um the metrics we are focused on are the ones that we can kind of loop back and feed back into your training uh so we provide athletes for example with estimates for their functional threshold um heart rate power and pace so um for people who may not be familiar with this kind of your functional threshold heart rate uh is your average heart rate that you might be able to hold for a one-hour all-out effort. If you do a one-hour race and you look at your average heart rate over that, um, that's kind of your functional threshold heart rate. Um, and we basically can estimate these from shorter protocols. So every time you sync your activities with, with Watson Blue, we kind of analyze and we try and estimate uh, these FTHRs, so functional threshold heart rate, FTP, functional threshold power or pace and so on. And we show this in the app to you. So you can kind of monitor your progress um, as you go along. And this also allows you to get better feedback in the app because the training load that we talked about earlier is actually used and calculated using these functional threshold values. Um, So we automatically calculate these. in addition to that, uh, we also, and these are really focused on endurance athletes, but uh, we also calculate um, kind of intervals in the app. So if you go for a simple session with your teammates or uh, on your own, then we will analyze your activity and come up with kind of periods in the, in the training session where you had a solid uh, interval in a certain training zone. Um, And we automatically add these to the activity and we tag your activity with certain um, tags um, that kind of highlight the kind of activity that was. We then use these intervals and activity tags and so on to then give you more coaching and training feedback.
0: Okay, that's a lot of data we get from Watson Blue. (laughs) And I realize that every morning when I wake up, I do all the subjective data and I import my HRV from Aura and so on. And then I you know, click through the various data sheets that your app provides. And mm-hmm. I'm really overwhelmed by the lots of data <laughs> you, you can really get. And I really like that you improved on the data representation. Uh, at the beginning, it was more uh, like us computer scientists, as you are, <laughs> and uh, more tabular. And it became much, <laughs> much, much more user friendly, and now it's really nice with graphs yeah. and quick, easy access and one click, and you're you're yeah. in there. And so I really like like those. Uh, yeah, with... Daniel,
2: Daniel was like a, a, a little child crying. Oh, that's so much. Oh, that... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was really, I was really overwhelmed in in the beginning, in the yeah. beginning, uh, where I found the app. Uh, i i told daniel have a look at it have a look at it and he said oh no that's overwhelming and stuff (laughs) and and i said uh yeah i talked to ali uh, he's on it and (laughs) stuff like this i
1: remember i remember there was a lot of there was a lot of this is the thing i appreciate a lot there's been a lot of feedback from the users including marcus where he would message me i think there was a period that he would message me every day and be yeah. like have you made any progress on the readiness score have you made any progress on the readiness <laughs> score um there was a lot of messages from marcus and you know yeah. um, uh, I, I really appreciated that that was fantastic
0: uh, ali you <laughs> are you are aware that you, have you have you seen this very small printed that when you enter this podcast that marcus and i each have a voucher of 10 feature requests that you have to implement <laughs> like overnight <laughs> when, when we place yeah. them at you? <laughs> we,
1: can, we can discuss that offline, Daniel. We can discuss yeah. that offline. It was really
0: very small printed <laughs> Like really, really small. <laughs> okay. So we don't want to overwhelm the user here with metrics and FTP and, and all this stuff and maybe many... Users or listeners have not even heard about HRV and have no clue what this is. Uh, So, let's uh, just stop about uh, features of Watson Blue. Now, if I am a user and I listen to this podcast, I get curious about Watson Blue. So, how would I start? Say, I already monitor my activities like cycling and running or beach volleyball or soccer with a typical Garmin or Polar or Apple, what, uh, from a high-level point of view, would I have to do?
1: Um, So, Watsonville is available uh, for free on Android and iOS. So, basically, download the app, sign up. Um, If you use an activity tracker, as I said, you can um, link up uh, via Strava or Apple Health and uh, your kind of activities into Autumn Blue. So you get your training analysis and we kind of think up your history uh, from there. And then every day, just take a moment, uh, a couple of minutes in the morning to track your HRV, to record your HRV in the app and record your sleep and subjective well-being. And then after a few um, days, we, Once we've got some baseline data from you, we'll start giving you feedback in terms of uh, managing kind of your training and recovery for long term improvement. So it should be super easy to get started um,
2: for free average user um when talking about starting with Watson Blue um when a user downloads the app uh, does it have any trial period and what is your cost model um we do not talk about the price here but just the model
1: uh yeah so um for individual users you get 3 weeks um kind of free premium membership if you like uh, okay. after the 3 weeks You can subscribe on a kind of a monthly or a yearly basis to the premium membership uh, to kind of continue with that, or you can kind of continue using the app for free as a standard member. Uh, And the standard membership kind of gives you all the uh, recovery uh, and daily recovery and readiness feedback, but the history is limited to only six weeks. So you can only look back. At six weeks of history um, and kind of some of their activity analysis is also limited on the standard membership. So you can hopefully still get a lot of the benefit from kind of monitoring yourself on a daily basis, but then, you know, you can join the premium membership if you want kind of look at a longer term history and so on.
2: Okay. So uh, the standard membership is for free. You get all yep. the basis stuff uh, for daily mm-hmm. recovery. Um, mm-hmm. And then you can jump into more and more metrics with the premium membership. Uh, Honestly, that's that's, that's pretty great. Um, uh, Let's suppose a user has already collected a base of data. Um, Can you pull in the the history of the data from other devices, let's say like Garmin or um, uh, Apple Health or stuff uh, or... Does it start right from uh, when the user starts to using in Blue?
1: So for HRV, um, we can only pull a history from Aura because that's the kind of the only um, accurate um, HRV measurements that we kind of sync with, I guess. Um, but for, um, for sleep and so on, uh, as long as you have an Apple device, then you can pull in your sleep history directly from Apple, Apple Health, and if you're a Garmin user, a Polar user, and so on, as long as you've been syncing uh, your activities to Strava, um, or when you sync your activities to Strava, then we can pull in your history via Strava, and we can go back. Um, weeks and months and by default we go back three months but we can go back much longer we have some of the athletes uh on the platform right now that have got data from 2009 so they've got uh 10 years of history in watson blue okay awesome
0: okay ali uh more A statement than a question. What what we really like about you is that you're very active in online communities, especially Facebook. You know, in these days where people send emails to, let's say, Garmin or Polar or whatever, and open tickets and do not even get responses from the customer supports, um, it is really great to see that smaller companies still care about the users. For example, you have a Facebook group for Watson Blue where you present news and collect even user input on features. I mean, who who does that? <laughs> who of the big players does that? That they really open themselves and say, "Users, please tell me what what am I supposed to implement?" Mm-hmm. And uh, users can answer, can uh, set questions, and you really answer them. Also, you know, we we run many many tracker forums on Facebook, like the Aura Forum and we have an english facebook group for uh, fitness tracking and performance tracking hrv and stuff and you're really taking care a lot about users of Watson blue and answer questions that's really great and people basically pay much less than for trackers but get much better support you know, better support than from professional big customer customer support. Thanks for doing this. Yeah,
2: yeah, very appreciated. That was one of the first things I told Daniel about you that you really care about your users.
1: That's that's very kind, guys. Thank you. Um, I really, I really want to build a product that people see a value in, um, and it's fantastic that so every time a user reach out to me, like they message me on Facebook or they email me or they message me in the app. Uh, making feature requests, asking questions—it's just fantastic. You'll be surprised how many how many features in the app are directly from a request that a user has had. Um, and it's really good to kind of—it's—it's it's really interesting to get an email afterwards from a user uh, that I've made a feature request and I've just implemented it, and they message me the next day when their app is kind of uh, updated and be like, oh my God, I can't believe you've just done this. So
2: it just makes me really happy and it's really, yeah. really fun to do. Yeah, that's that's pretty awesome.
0: That's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I believe I believe you only implemented... Marcus' feature request that he stops begging every day.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it can it can be very hard to handle.
1: Uh, (laughs) uh, uh, I I implement things for two reasons. One is because um, someone might find it useful. The other reason is because I just want Marcus to go away.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's that's good for me uh, when you when
0: you uh, import the feature. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, so it's really great uh, with which speed you are improving and uh, evolving your app. Um, we've mm-hmm. seen over the last few weeks even so many improvements of user interface, data representation and such. You have added a lot of functionality. I think this really gives good value for those few bucks that you have to pay. And, <laughs> uh, and really gives the feeling that you actually care for a product. I'm not so sure that uh, about that uh, for other products where you get no response at all and you send an Mm. email and then it's like the mailbox is like a black hole. (laughs) Unfortunately.
2: (laughs) Thank you. That's very kind guys. Thank you. Um, Yeah. Talking about the app and the future. um, Is there anything coming up in the future you want to talk about?
1: Um, So, yeah, I think I had a, um, one of the features that we had a lot of requests about uh, when we talked to the users um, over the past few weeks is kind of better endurance feedback. So we're kind of having a rework of the feedback we give the athletes, the training feedback we give our endurance athletes. So hopefully the kind of the endurance focused athletes in there should see a improvement in kind of the um, the suggestions and the training feedback they get in the app over the next few weeks, which I'm super excited about. Um, on the metric side, um, we're just getting a lot of data coming from Oxford from a university in the US and kind of from our individual users. And we're basically making adjustments to the, to the, to the internal algorithms to kind of improve the feedback and the readiness score. So that's going to, that's not going to be, as big a change, but hopefully you start seeing better and better uh, recovery and readiness feedback, which should kind of benefit everyone. So I think those are the two features uh, that I would say are are coming in the next few weeks, fingers crossed. Okay. Okay,
2: um, uh, one thing I, I want to ask you here uh, and start to get on your nerves again. <laughs> um, <laughs> as Apple releases iOS 13 right now with the dark mode Um, (laughs) when will there be a dark mode on Watson blue (laughs) Uh, we Uh, talked about this (laughs) in in, in the past over and over and i think um, perhaps it's just me but i've uh, i like it when i look at the app when it's darker in the morning it's easier on the
1: eyes. Marcus, I'm losing you. I can't hear you very well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I,
2: I, I, really, I really just want this dark mode.
0: Marcus, um, do you want to sleep or do you want to get up? Both. Uh, in, in fact, both.
1: <laughs> I, think, I think, Marcus, um, it's one of the features that I am looking to implement, but I think um, currently that I am, I think there's more value in me focusing on, um, on kind of the, yeah, the feedback and improving the feedback, but it's definitely on the list and
2: it's definitely on the (laughs) the list of things. Uh, I I, I keep asking.
1: (laughs) It will get implemented. I think if you keep uh, You know keep messaging me every day it will get (laughs) implemented at some point
2: (laughs) okay um, so uh what are your thoughts on today's market for trackers and apps um where is the current development going to Um, where are we today and what is missing at the current point in your actually i
1: (sighs) what do you think is missing let's let's i've got i've got some ideas um of what i think is missing what i want to see i want to hear from your side because i think you you guys are more into kind of your fitness and track in, in fitness trackers and i want to see what you think um does something stand out for you guys that you really want to see and it's not there
0: Huh, hard question uh daniel you... <laughs> <laughs> actually as for load and HRV presentation and such, I'm pretty I'm pretty fine with what I have today. I will have to think and I will send you a huge list of feature requests. <laughs> uh,
1: for me, what I what I found what I find is I think there are a lot of cool kind of um products out there right now. Um, but I think for me what I find is well just two things. One is a lot of companies and a lot of things seems to like to close down their app, kind of so they kind of limit the ability of other people to access the data. I think that's a bit of a shame. So there should be. I'm I'm a huge fan of kind of open open data. Uh, so I think it would be good if more and more um, companies kind of open up um, open up the data um, from their products, uh, which I think would be quite cool. But I think the main thing for for me, which I really want to see more of, is is kind of education. You know, I want uh, the the users to kind of learn more about learn more about their product, learn more about the tracker that they're using. What do the numbers mean? How do we actually use this to improve? You know, yeah. um, and I think that's something that 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 it's just not. Thought thought through as much, I think. You know, there's kind of, is this, I think a lot of the apps that use it, they just give you a one day feedback. And I just want it to be kind of a long term improvement in your well being and in your lifestyle that can help you. And I think that's not quite there yet with a lot of these products.
0: That is true. Marcus and I have uh, been observing the market over. Over many years now, I think we've been witness of all the HRV-related devices, how they evolved. And at the beginning, it was like, okay, here are some numbers. Eat it Mm. and conclude something by yourself. Mm. Uh, Mm. You needed to read like 500 studies to make (laughs) sense out of it. And now in the meantime, there are a few apps or devices out there who actually tell you things. Like Mm. what's in Blue on the main screen tells you, slow down, look at yourself, look at your sleep, it's not as good. Or you could do a bit more high-intensity cardio with higher heart rate and such, such things, which is really great. Like, will full sentences of information address yeah. to the users, uh, you know, in context of what he has every day. And there are also other devices like Whoop or Aura, mm-hmm or all these devices who start communicating with the user, giving recommendation to yeah. speed up or slow down mostly or sleep better or longer, go earlier to bed and so on. I think this is what we are missing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. More, more guidance, simpler mm-hmm. messages, mm-hmm. more help, less raw data. Yeah, that's it. Um,
2: uh, I, I think about this stuff like a little coach in my, in my pocket, uh, which jumps in and says, "Okay, um, turn off the volume of your, turn off the speed, uh, do your stuff faster, or <laughs> cut back." Yeah, that, mm-hmm. that's that's exactly what I'm missing here. But uh, I think we will get there. Um, yeah. More and more apps do this, uh, as Daniel said. And yes. So, um, last question. What other sports or health-related devices or apps are you using? Uh, Not only trackers, apps like MyFitnessPal or stuff like this.
1: I am, I am, I am kind of, I am very basic, I think, compared to you guys. So, I use, I use my Garmin to kind of record my bike rides and my runs. I use. Um, driver to kind of you know socialize with my with my you know athlete friends if you like in terms of our training and so on Um, and then I use Watson Blue for my kind of activity tracking and kind of my kind of recovery and readiness feedback Um, and that's about it like I'm not a I feel like that does me enough, if you like, it's kind of, it's enough for me. I'm not a, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of a big data person. I like, a, I like a little bit of data, but I can also feel overwhelmed if I've got 50 apps telling me different things. So I try and keep it simple. I think those are the three things that I use.
2: Yeah, that's, uh, I, I fully understand this uh, mm-hmm. as I also struggled in the past with all wait these apps.
1: Wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> Marcus how many how many watches are you
2: wearing right now uh, exactly one watch
0: and, and, and a ring to be honest so what Marcus what was yeah. your maximum that you wore at one time um,
2: I think your body I think that was one two three four <laughs> four, four, four
0: gadgets and a chest strap <laughs> okay that's that's nothing marcus my maximum was five I had, uh mfit qs under the mattress ah uh, yeah okay in, that vo- in addition to yeah. the four trackers so <laughs> five in total I, I i beat you yeah okay uh, that, that <laughs> if you if you have it under the mattress uh,
2: i i'm also there i had have had the mfit QS also so
0: I, have, I, I, I have... have
1: nothing under the mattress, guys. I've just got a bed <laughs> under the mattress. <laughs>
0: yeah, man, no. Yeah. yeah, it also can be uh, very time-consuming yeah. when you wake up and you really <laughs> want, want to compare all these devices and you look at each of them and... <laughs> compare the the recommendations and the sleep and the hrv and the uh resting heart rate and all that stuff it takes a long time so i reduced the number of trackers drastic yeah drastically same here i only use
2: uh, really that stuff that gives me value um at the moment two apps and two wearables and that's it
1: yeah I think that's, I think that's the right, that's the right direction to go. Well done. (laughs) Thank you.
0: (laughs) All right, Ali. So it was a pleasure to have you here. Um, It was really fun to talk to you. You are an excellent speaker, by the way. And uh, also it was great to have somebody here who, whose app I actually use every day. That's very kind. That's very yeah, kind. And, Thank and, you, guys. And
2: who, who's really passionate about his work? That's that's pretty pretty amazing. I think very impressive. Thank you.
1: I appreciate yeah. it, guys. I had a lot of fun, actually. Uh, yeah, it's good good laugh. Thanks, guys.
0: All right, I'm pretty sure uh, we stay in touch. Uh, at least with Marcus begging for new features every day. In the <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: So, I think we uh, will. I think we
0: will to the millions, if not billions, of listeners out there. (laughs) Uh, Go to the webpage of Watson Blue or Facebook group or whatever. Check it out. Download it. It's pretty simple. Just hook it up with your gear that you have. Try it out if you like it. Uh, Let Ali know. Thanks, guys. Thank you. So have a good day, Ali.
1: Cheers. You too, guys. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.